I've worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them market their businesses. Behind their businesses, they all have stories to tell. Whether it's battling mommy guilt, starting a business after being fired from a six-figure job, or realizing they needed to pivot and forge an uncharted path, they've all experienced something on their journey to success. I'm one of these women too, and I'm here to share our stories on Bright Girls in Business. What's up, everybody? It is Chanel Yarber here with the, another episode of the Bright Girls in Business show. I am your host. I'm the curator. I am the Bright Girl. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it is at the Bright Girl. You can follow me personally. You can also follow uh, Bright Girl Media on social media, and you'll get a, a taste of me there too. But I'm just excited today. I know last week we talked and we said that we were bringing on a power couple this week. But I got a call from someone. Actually, you probably know her if you've been watching the show. She interviewed me when I first came back on air. And she slid somebody in here that I really want to talk to. And we are talking to Machina King today, who is a candidate for Texas State Representative for House District 61. And we are talking about all things midterm elections. It is super important. If you know anything about me, you know that I am very civically engaged and I am a pa very passionate about social justice and all those things. So I just had to bring this topic uh, before you today because it is timely. Early elections have already started, so we're going to jump right in and welcome Miss Sheena King. Thank you so much for having me. So yes. To be here. Thank you for I'm I'm just glad that I was able to get you on the show actually before your um your campaign ended because I'm like, okay, this is timely. I don't want to waste time, you know, after the fact. Cause at first I was like, can I get her on in November? And then I was like, nah, she needs to get before <laughs> the people before. So thank you for making time so quickly uh, to come. So absolutely. 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 So I'm going to tell the people a little bit about you based upon your, your bio. So you're a fourth generation Texan, which is extremely rare here yes here in the metroplex if you live here or know anything about the metroplex everybody is a transplant so you've been here not your parents not your grand your great grandparents yes yes wow yes. that's amazing um you're a business leader a mother of three adult children and uh you spent your professional career in financial services correct yes, yes. insurance and financial services awesome awesome so this year, you're putting your, your hat in the ring, and you're running for Texas State Representative. So what what is what does a Texas State Representative do? What's, what's your oversight? Yeah, so that's a great question. So the oversight would include making legislation, so making bills that actually impact all of our lives, uh, making sure that we have constitutional amendments that will help us ensure that Texas stays sound. Uh, and we have also oversight for any impeachment uh, if we needed to exercise that right. So those are the three major ones. Uh, the budget is also part of that oversight as well. So all things Texas. Okay. I love it. I love it. And I, I know I'm pretty sure you have a, a deep love for Texas, just being that this is your home. You've been here. Your family's yes. been here. Yes. Um, just tell us a bit about your story and what made you decide to even run for office? 
Yeah. So again, being a native Texan, I love this state and I love everything about it. And I just started to see it was deteriorating. Right. Um, I want my children, my grandchildren, your children, your grandchildren to stay here, to live here, to play here, to thrive and want to bring up their families here. But the way it was going, uh, based on the past legislative session, it didn't appear that anybody was going to thrive. Everyone was under attack. Um, whether you are a trans child, whether you are a parent, whether you are a woman, uh, everybody was under attack. Even voting rights was under attack. So uh, it just it, it was going in the wrong direction. And I just kept waiting for somebody somewhere to do something. And I kept looking around, wondering who's going to do something, who's going to help protect us. Uh, and God just said, you know what? I created you. Mm. So I just had to be obedient to him uh, and try and lean into what he was calling me to do. And really, that's been the journey of this campaign, really just trying to be obedient and walk in the steps that he has directed. Uh, it's kind of surreal to see it all manifesting because my business experience, my, my lived experience, all of those things are coming together based on this moment right here and everything that's at, at risk and at stake in this election. So midterms are important, super important this year in Texas. They are. And I love what you just said. All of your experience has come and culminated into this moment. I'm a firm believer that nothing is wasted and that all of our steps are ordered. Yes. And sometimes it may look like a bunch of pieces of, of the puzzle just <laughs> strewn in the box. Yes. <laughs> and then you look and you're like, oh, I needed this experience exactly. to be able to do this. And I needed that experience yes. to be able to do that. Yes. So what are some of those experiences that you feel like have lent to you being able to be the the prime person and the ready person for this right now? Yeah, so I am a mother. I have three adult children, but I also had, I experienced abortion. Uh, so I have that experience and I know the trauma that you go through. It's not an easy situation. I'm a black woman. Uh, so we know maternal mortality here in Texas is really at the highest of any state. And that's a risk. And so by taking away uh, rights for women, then we are essentially assigning black women to a death sentence. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's one experience. Uh, I was a former election judge. So in the 2020 elections, I actually helped um, get people uh, through the polls so that they could vote and exercise their right. I'm a VDR. I help people get registered to be able to vote. Uh, so that's another experience. Uh, I think about my insurance and financial services experience and really just everything that goes along with that, protecting people, recover from the unexpected, realize their dreams. Uh, that is just something I have experience with. And so as we talk about Texas being one of the great business economies, ninth largest in, in, the, in the world, right? We need business-minded people to ensure that not only our large corporations, but also our small businesses thrive in this economy. And right now, we don't have that. We have you know, folks that are really just focused on just the top and not the small businesses, which we know they are the backbone. So in my day job, uh, by trade, I actually help um, with compliance and regulation and oversight for 300 small business owners, independent contract agents. So I have that experience as well. Um, I'm a product of public education right here in the state of Texas, and public education is at risk right now. So I'm passionate about trying to ensure that we, we honor that, we protect our teachers. My son is a special education teacher, uh, and he is struggling, just like many of our teachers. He's struggling financially because they don't get paid enough. 
there is a lot of funds that are available, billions of dollars in the state of Texas that we are not using to help pay our current educators or our retirees. So that's another experience uh, that I can mm. readily talk about. My best friend, she's a teacher. And as I think about just the, the trauma that they have to deal with mentally themselves, as well as taking care of the students that are in their care, all of those souls that they're responsible for. So I wanna ensure that we have common sense gun legislation. Um, I haven't had that experience, fortunately, to me and my family or to any of my beloved friends, but I never want any family to have to go through that. So uh, I can go on and on. I, I'll just pause here and no, see what I'm else. I'm just listening to all this, and I'm like, oh, my God, all of these things are at stake. Like, everything is, is super important. Yeah. It's, it's important life and death. In, in certain cases, many yes, cases. Yes. Um, I was actually just having a conversation a couple weeks ago with someone about the abortion laws. And I was just saying, you know, I wouldn't be here if, if it weren't for abortion because my mom actually had to have an abortion medically wow. before she was pregnant with me. Yep. And I think about, um, I was talking to a doctor and they were saying, you know, a lot of doctors are afraid now. Yes. They don't want to make the decisions. They don't want to help women. And like you said, yeah. black women like you and I already, um, you know, we suffer with, with higher mortality rates yeah. when it comes to that. And so it's just, when I think about all those things and then even, you know, the schools and school shootings and all that stuff, it's like, it's not playtime, people. No, no, it, um, it's, it's real. It's time to really buckle down and get serious about where, where we're going. Absolutely. So. And I, it, it's funny, um, I, I was speaking to someone earlier today before I actually came in here, and they were saying, no, I just don't vote. And I, and I know it's like, how can you not? How can you not? There's too many things at risk. And I just want everyone to know that your no vote is a vote. Um, mm -hmm. So it's really important that we do our education, our research, and we actually make informed decisions and exercise that right that others died trying to give us. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, anytime the poll is open, I don't care if we're voting Mickey Mouse versus <laughs> Donald Duck, I am putting my name on the ballot and you yes. will see me. The people at my poll, I've been going there for years. They yes. know me. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, <laughs> I, I'm serious. And I'm a VDR too. Oh, so perfect. I am very serious yes. about voting. And when people tell me no, or they haven't registered, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm, I'm like reaching in my back seat. Yes. Like, have me, it in the trunk. It's already me, ready. Uh, yes, let me yes. help you out because we need to get you, you know, to the polls. So House District 61. Yes. It's a brand new district. Yes. How how did how does a new district even happen? How? Do, <laughs> how? So you you would be the first person to sit in the seat for this particular district. Well, I'll, I'll clarify. So um, every 10 years, we have the census, right? So that's done, and that actually counts all of the citizens, right, within, within the United States. So in the state of Texas, we have a redistricting. Um, we don't have a committee. Every state has to do redistricting. They have to redraw the maps in their states after the census. So the census does the counts, and then the states then reapportion uh, the citizens of that state to make sure that there is fair and equal representation. So in the state of Texas, we don't have an independent party that actually helps draw the maps. We allow our current elected officials to draw their own maps. Oh, my God. So you can imagine what happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we have um, we have our maps. Uh, they were drawn. And part of the process in Texas, and every I have to keep emphasizing that every state is different. Uh, but in Texas, we do um, 
this, the legislature is supposed to not only draw the maps, but allow the citizens to have testimony, to give input on the maps. And that happened, but it happened in the cloak of darkness. Mm. Um, so I say all that to say this new map uh, was drawn uh, and the number 61 has been in Texas. We've had a House District 61, but this is the new 61. So it got moved around. So the numbers kind of got readjusted when they drew these new maps. So um, long story short, the previous House District 61 representative in Texas, his last name was King as well. Oh, so you already... There's no relation to us. <laughs> well, you have a little However, you know, yes, omen going, yes, a good omen going yes, for you. Yes, absolutely, like. absolutely. So the person who's in Austin and who will be um, putting the new placards together, they can leave it as House District 61 and King on the there end. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but this new district is a brand new seat. Um, it's um, because Texas actually gained population. We all know um, 95% of that population, if you didn't know, was with people of color. Really? 95% of that growth, yes, in Texas what? with people of color. However, the maps were drawn in such a way that you would not understand that because of they course. took away seats from those who would actually have the apportionment to show that it matched that. So uh, we're, we're battling uh, against that. So we're, we're a lot of winds, uh, headwinds going against us on this. But this newly drawn district is an open seat. So again, we talked about things don't just happen. They happen according to God's will. Um, so the, the previous person who was in the seat, he stepped down. He resigned. So it's an open seat, which means there is no incumbent. So myself and my current opponent, uh, we are both vying for the same seat. Neither of us has, has held this position. Uh, so it's open to both of us. Wow. Um, this seat uh, actually encompasses seven different cities, which is really wild and crazy. Again, as I, as I talked about the map being drawn, it didn't have to be drawn that way, um, but they did it that way. So it actually takes parts of seven different cities. So it's not any one whole city, except for one. There's one small town called Weston, which oh, yeah. is actually the oldest city in Collin County. Uh, so it's pretty unique. Uh, the other seven, excuse me, the other six cities are Anna, Melissa, Salina, Prosper, Frisco, and McKinney. And of course, Weston is right in the middle of all of that. So, so it sounds like you're kind of going up the 75 corridor to maybe yes. 380. Yes. And like loop is it like a j like looping around it, it a actually bit? makes like a number three if you look at the map the way they drew it in and out of communities what? in and out of communities and you might ask why would they do that mm, again that's what, that was going to be my next yeah, question yeah go so for it part of that in my thinking is that they wanted to go in and out of the demographics based on the communities in those different areas those different cities mm. uh, that's called cracking. So in, in terms of redistricting, we know that has to happen. We know that we have to take those census numbers and we have to apportion them according to the states to give everyone equal representation. So about 200,000 plus people, that's what each of the representatives will have. Okay. There were 200,000 people in any one of those cities. I just right. <laughs> I was going to say McKinney, I know, has about 250 yeah. itself. Yeah. So, so there, there was some method to their madness to try and do some things, but um, nonetheless, they did not see this candidate coming uh, with my experiences, my background, my passion, and my skills and abilities. So I am ready to represent the diverse community that we have in House District 61, because it is very diverse and it's beautiful, and we need to make sure we have proper representation for that. I'm excited. I am too. I, I really, really am. So I'm in your district. Oh. 
Um, Yay, thank yes, you. I will be voting for I you. I would love to earn your vote. Uh-huh. I will be voting for you. Now, <laughs> when you say, I would love to earn your vote, I love it because we met in person about, what, two, three weeks ago? Yes. And I asked you, because you gave me some of your cards and everything, and I said, what are you going to do for me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you looked at me like... Girl, <laughs> <laughs> 200,000 of you. I right. <laughs> but I mean, I know that that's a question that many yeah. people have. And um, in some of the more local elections, it's very hard to find information about the candidates, mm. what they stand for. So a lot of times people are just going based upon name recognition true. from what they see on the, the signs on the street. Very true. Very true. So what is it that you are going to do for your constituents like me? Yes. Yes. Well, one thing is just just like what we're doing right now, having a conversation, being accessible to the constituents, making sure that I have a, a listening ear, right? Sometimes we, we have representatives that never go into the community. They never talk to the, the folks in the community. So you ask yourself, how are they voting uh, based on the, the, the community? They're not. They're voting based on their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own agenda, um, if you would. Again, I mentioned seven different cities are in House District 61. So I have been visiting all seven cities on the regular, not just one meeting, not just one set of uh, attendees or you know participants, but all the citizens. I'm trying to be in every single aspect of the community, um, whether it's at church, whether it's a, um, a school function, whether it's a school board meeting, a city council meeting, a picnic in the park, um, at the, the high school, at the colleges, uh, at the businesses, just making sure that I am there being a listening ear, trying to understand what's important to you. Because I can't advocate for you if I don't know what's important to you. And so we just want to make sure that we have the proper representative, the person who's actually going to you know, help vote our values and not just someone who's voting based on the pockets that have been lined from corporations or lobbyists and that type of thing. We've been there. We've done that. It's time for a change. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to take it to something. This isn't even in my notes, but I'm going to bring <laughs> it up because... I mean, I just told you I, I live in your district. Yes. Um, and during Snowmageddon. Yes. You already know where I'm getting ready to go with this. With the grid. Yes. And we have all these people, like you just said, all this influx of people moving yeah. here and all of that stuff. How high of a priority is the energy, the infrastructure, and all those things? Um, I'll just speak to you. I can't speak yeah. for every other candidate that might be on the ballot. But yeah. Um, for you, because for me, I'm telling you, when that happened, I was like, let me let me find my boxes. I got to get up out of here. because <laughs> This is crazy. Again, I mentioned, you know, so I want my children, my grandchildren to, to grow up and live here. But not only Snowmageddon, Storm Uri, whatever you want to call it, but everything that's been happening. So many people are talking about leaving the state. And that's ridiculous. We have such a beautiful state. There should be no reason why, why we're having the challenges we have. So during that storm, I, I thought to myself, okay, first of all, we knew this was going to happen because it happened 10 years prior to that. I was here when that happened. Mm. Right? So we knew then something was wrong and we did nothing. Or what we did obviously didn't fix anything. So I work in insurance and financial services. I know there's things that you can do to avoid. There's things you can do to prepare. There's things you can do to mitigate. There are some steps you could take. So 10 years and we did nothing to prepare for this. So for me personally, I want to make sure that's a top priority. It's unbelievable and inconceivable to me. They were in session when it happened. Whoa, they were in session when that. it happened. 
and yet it was not a priority in this, this past session. Like, how do you do that? How do you not address the elephant in the room? And you People live died. Here. Yes. People died yes. in their own homes. They died. They lost their property. Yeah. They, I mean, I have a ton of neighbors that moved yes. because their homes either caught fire, yep. were flooded, or yep. were just completely damaged, and they had to find somewhere. And so they moved into yeah. the apartments where I live. I mean, it's just... Ridiculous. ridiculous. It's very ridiculous that and, so and many lives were... Absolutely. And, and who's been held accountable or responsible for that? No one. No one. And yet we had leaders, elected leaders, who left the state. Left the state so that they could be comfortable, so that they would be okay. Right. And then tried to hide that fact. So we need, we need, we need changes. <laughs> I mean, bottom line, we need changes. Where was I when all of this happened? I was in my home. Fortunately, I just had the rolling blackouts, but still, I was still able to stay in my home. I had to have my sister come over because she was probably going to be one of those casualties uh, because her stuff was off the entire time. Wow. Right? And it's just, it's ridiculous, totally ridiculous. And again, it could have been prevented. Um, but yet we, we have leaders who are not still today, still not admitting fault, still not holding those responsible. Instead, we are paying for it. Mm. Our electricity is going up, right? We, we have bills now that we're paying for all of that still, and they weren't held accountable. Yeah. That's crazy. It's time for a change. So earlier, we talked a little bit about voter apathy. Yes. When you're out, you're going to these different cities, and you're meeting people in the community, you're yeah. trying to rally them together. What do you tell them? What's your stake in the ground to hopefully and prayerfully yes. <laughs> motivate them to want to take action and, and, and actually vote. Not just register, yes. but get to the poll and vote. Absolutely. Because right now we're in the midst of get out the vote time, right? So we, we've done all the education. We've done the registration. Now it's activation time. Now it's time to get people to the polls. Early voting started on Monday. And of course, it was storming on Monday. Uh, so we're still trying to get people to go out, even in the rain, right? Because again, people died for that right. And they went through all types of things. Um, so what can we do? So the thing I try and make sure I do is I try and make sure I'm thinking what's in it for them, right? Because we can't force anyone to change. We can't force anyone to do anything. So how can I help them understand what's important uh, at, in this election? So again, this is my natural tendency. I'm a listener first. I listen to what you're saying and what you're not saying, and then I try and address it that way. So for folks who may say, you know, well, um, I'm not, nothing's wrong, you know, everything's fine in my life. <laughs> well, do you have a loved one who may be, you know, not, not receiving the proper medical attention right now? Do you have someone in your life maybe that's not receiving the proper amount of money that they might need to be able to sustain their life? Um, do you care about the roads and bridges that are falling apart? Have you noticed the, the increase in folks experiencing homelessness? Um, you know, just trying to understand where they might be uh, and their thinking, their logic, their day-to-day. -day. And again, I think about day-to-day -day because we're all out here living our lives and, you know, we trust that someone's going to do something or something's going to get better or, you know, that's, that's out of my control. But when you think about it and you, you help people connect the dots between maybe a challenge that they are facing or someone that they love is facing and how it could be fixed locally at the state level, 
then the light bulb comes on. Then they're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that, Mm -hmm. you know, responsibility for that was at the state level. I didn't realize that, you know, I want to open this small business and, you know, those funds, actually, I could could have more access to capital um, if the state, you know, loosened up or gave me some different guidelines and gave me some opportunities. I didn't realize prescription drug costs, you know, could actually be reduced if we expanded Medicaid. I didn't realize. So all those things. So I try again, just as a mom of three, <laughs> listen first, uh, and then try to help people understand what's in it for them and, and solution solve there. I love that because so many times what I hear is, you know, everybody wants to throw it on the president. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, every four years, that's the big hype. That's what's in the yeah. news. Everybody knows, yes. and, you know, whatever. But it's your, your DA. Yes. It's your state reps. Yes. It's, you know, the Railroad Commission Absolutely. here in Texas, which doesn't even really oversee <laughs> railroads. They oversee oil and gas. Yes. All these different yes. things that come into play. And, and you know, you wonder why your utility bills are higher yes. or all this other stuff. Yes. And, and like you said, it's really the local elections. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about midterms. Yes. Because that's where the action really happens. And it's a lot not, of people don't know that. Yeah. 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 They wait every four years. And like you say, you know, they get hype about the presidential yes. election and then all the, you know, the blame or the mm-hmm. fame mm-hmm. goes to the president. Yes. And it's like, no, there's so many other people that are working absolutely you know, just like you on, on the local level to make things actually happen that actually affect Yes. You and your kids and your family. So, And I'm trying to do that on a positive way. I think this last session, again, I keep bringing it up because it was so harmful. Every piece of legislation that got passed, and I think they had over 7,000 bills that got brought up or introduced uh, in that session. But yet the ones that actually passed and came out were so harmful, mm-hmm. so harmful. So again, it doesn't have to be this way. We have a choice. We could choose leaders who actually want to help us instead of hurt us and protect us and serve us as opposed to what they've been doing. So we have to get serious about this. Well, I'll be seriously at the poll tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't go today, but I I meant to go today, but I left your card at home with all the other candidates. I Trust me, I go on websites yes. and I do all my research yes. and I map out who I'm going in. Perfect. I, I'm not just pressing buttons. Perfect. I know who I am voting for. So I will be there tomorrow morning. I mean, because really, we do that with anything else that we we uh, buy in yeah. this world right now. Right? We have so much access to information. Why don't we do our research is beyond me. So there is really no excuse right now. We have a lot on the line. We have a lot of information that's out there. My goodness, if you Google my opponent, woof. Oh wow! <laughs> let me let me do that when I get home. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I love to always ask my guests my top five questions. Yes. They're always random questions, just fun, okay. just because I like to get to know people. And I think that as an elected official, people should be able to know you on a somewhat personal level. Love it. So my first question is: What book has most influenced your life and career? Wow. I am a reader. (laughs) I was taught at an early age, leaders are readers and readers are leaders. So I read a lot. And now I've been doing a lot of audio books too. I I can only pick one. Give me a couple. Whatever comes to your your mind first. My goodness. Oh, you know, a recent book that I read that really touched my heart in a way I didn't even realize it was going to um, is a book by Heather McGee the sum of us. 
Mm. It is so deep and powerful. Um, I've heard of that book. I just yeah. haven't picked it up it's, yet. It's recent, but it's ironic. Um, during 2020, um, uh, and George Floyd was more murdered, and, and I just started reading and reading and reading, and cast by Isabel Wickerson, and just a few books just kind of all lined up together. So it's, it's interesting right now, that's what's on my heart and what I, I've I feel like I want to share with you, but a recent book that my my boss, uh, she just retired, and she gave to me on her way out was called A Love of Politics, um, and it's it's a beautifully written book as well, and it is what I needed at this moment, because part of my campaign is all about bringing more love and light to Texas, because again, I want to help people, um, so that book really is all about how we can actually still have politics, but politics about love, mm. how we help people. So th- that's like what's that. on my spirit right now. But there's so many books. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So number two is, what do you enjoy doing just for you in your spare time? Ooh, so I'm a massage girl. I need it. I have to have it. And it helps me so much. Um, as a black female, we carry a lot of weight, yes. and we carry that stress in our, our shoulders yes. and our back, and and all you don't even realize you have that um, until somebody helps you work through that. So that's my guilty pleasure, um, massage therapy. And I, my children will say, uh, when I started getting them about 10 years ago, they could tell a difference. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm a better person after well, my massage. my chiropractor, every time I, I just saw her this uh, afternoon, and every time she's like, have you gone to get a massage yet? Your back is tight. <laughs> so maybe that's just my second nudge that I need to go ahead and book. There you go. <laughs> Next is what movie can you watch over and over and over again? Life. <laughs> With Eddie Murphy and Yes, Martin. yes. It is a classic movie. That's funny. Love I love, it, love it. it. I love it. And what was the worst advice someone ever gave you? To stop. Mm. To give up on something. Uh, that that wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, get, you, you know, right? As a black female, you know, sometimes yeah. people judge you and they, they try and put you in a box. And All the time. And they don't realize your excellence and your radiance and what you have to offer. And so, yeah, that was probably some advice. And fortunately for me, I had somebody else in my ear sharing that, you know, no, no, <laughs> that is not accurate. And no, you were not meant to stay. You were meant to continue. You were meant to, pers- you know, pursue that that you want to pursue. Um, I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. And my last question <laughs> is: What are you going to do on November 9th Ooh. to celebrate your win? I have already taken that day off. Okay. <laughs> so the celebration will be on November 8th. We will be having an election night watch party and celebration because we will be making some history. Yes, yes, yes. So on November 9th, I have a massage scheduled already. (laughs) (laughs) And I will be recovering from November 8th from that celebration. Just a culmination of everything that everyone has done to make this a reality. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. So listen, if you are in Anna, Salina, Prosper McKinney, Weston, uh uh-oh. I'm missing. <laughs> now I have to go in order. Oh. Anna, Melissa, Salina, Prosper, Meli- no, gosh, Anna, Melissa, <laughs> Anna, Melissa, Weston, Salina, Prosper, Frisco, and McKinney. Frisco. That was the one I was missing. All right. If you are in any of those cities within Collin County, 
and Miss Sheena King is on your ballot. I need you to smack the button real hard to make sure that it like sticks and you know all that good stuff. We you know I watched Scandal and they had that little scandal where they was messing with the voting machines. We're gonna make sure that it sticks this time. And then when it prints out the ballot, make yes. sure that it says her name on it because yes. we are going to make sure this sister is in office. So go vote. Early voting started Monday. When does it end? November 4th. Friday, November 4th. November 4th. And then, of course, Election Day is Tuesday, November 8th. So make sure between now and then you get you make sure your voice is heard. You get to the poll and grab a friend and take a friend, a coworker, an enemy. We don't care. Take them all to the poll and make sure that your voice is heard. So. Next week, we will be having another Bright Girl in Business here, Miss Darian Maples, and we are going to be talking all things about black women and technology. We know that it's a huge push right now for women and girls in STEM, and so we are going to lean into that topic and talk tech. So don't miss us next week. Same time, same place, 6 p.m. Central, right here on YouTube and Facebook for the Bright Girls in Business show. Until next time. Build a brand that grows your business. Let Bright Girl Media take the guesswork out of marketing your business. Our team is dedicated to helping you build a brand that is so powerful, it woos your ideal clients. We offer custom website development, email marketing, social media marketing, and more. With membership subscriptions as low as $39 per month, we have solutions for every budget. Let's create a plan of action to make sure your business wins. Visit us at brightgirl.media to learn how we can empower you to reach your goals.